listening to episode 27, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Josh Larson. Josh Larson is the co-host of the radio show and podcast, Film Spotting, author of Movies Are Prayers, and editor and film critic at Think Christian, a website exploring faith and pop culture. He's been writing and speaking about movies professionally for more than two decades. Josh's career began in the newspaper business, where he started out as a beat reporter for a weekly community newspaper and went on to become the film critic for the Chicago-based Sun-Times Media for more than 10 years. In 2011, he joined the Christian media landscape as editor of Think Christian, and in 2012, he joined the long-running weekly podcast, Film Spotting, aired on WBEZ in Chicago. Movies and TV shows play a central role in our culture today. Where this sort of entertainment was once demonized for being a waste of time, we now celebrate the time we spend binging Netflix. How many of us successfully watched all of season three of Stranger Things in one day? Our lives and culture are consumed with media. So we wanted to talk with Josh Larson about how movies fit into our spiritual lives. Are there limits to how we should use media? And should pastors use movies in their Sunday sermons? All of this has to bring us to a point of asking what the role of movies should be in our Christian life. And um, specifically, the one that we're curious about is how can movies help us grow as disciples in our daily life? And um, I was talking to a coworker and said that I had this interview coming up. And so he wanted to—the question that he threw out, he was like, you know what, something that I've always found interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it to you because I was like, that is a good question, and I wouldn't have thought <laughs> to ask it. <laughs> But what do you think about, should pastors use movies when they preach? And Ooh. if so, how should they go about incorporating them into their sermons? Wow, uh, that is a good question. I don't know if I'm qualified to answer. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very sort of personal um, experience of how of what you want worship to be and what you want. I mean, I happen to go to a church where, believe it or not, we don't have a screen of any kind. And it's something of a, a kind of a joke and an internal joking debate among the congregation is when are, when are we ever going to get screens? Um, so if you're asking me personally, I like that. Um, and it's because of what I do for work. I'm sure I like that break. I like to be able to go to that space where um uh, I don't have a screen that's going to be telling me something. Uh, I don't have any sort of theological objection to it, but that's just where I'm coming from. Now, if you do want to use it, uh, I guess I would say I would caution someone against being too reductive in using a movie that is, as we've dug into a couple instances now, very complicated, many artistic decisions gone into it, um, and just kind of using it for a very quick sermon illustration rather than, uh, I guess the danger in using films as sermon illustrations is you're, you don't really have much chance to honor them as works of art, if that makes sense. Um, but I don't think that means you shouldn't use them. It just needs to be very thoughtfully done. Uh, the movies need need to be taken 
considered on their own terms first, and then they can probably offer something that you can bring to a sermon, you can present, that will be illuminating. It's just, it's really tricky. I mean, it's really hard, I guess is why I'm hesitating, because I've written, when I started at Think Christian, which is the faith and pop culture website where I, um, where I'm the editor, you know, that was my first Christian media position. And so I did a lot of trying and failing of what does it actually mean to write about a film, uh, to talk about a film in specifically religious Christian terms. I knew what I didn't want to do, and we're back to the swear counting thing. Like, we weren't going to be a place where we're going to tell you how many swears were in this movie. We were going to bring thoughtful consideration to um, these films and theological reflection. But I, I wasn't quite sure how to do that. And I think I stumbled a lot by just offering some lame sermon illustrations um, for the first, um, number of tries where I did it. So I think it's a viable, um, thing to try to do in a sermon or a worship service, but, um, I think it could be really difficult. So, uh, there's, there's a little bit of caution there, I guess. Yeah. One of the, one of the examples of that, that I've really chewed over a lot of the, <laughs> the last few, a lot, the last few years has been how, a lot of pastors in church, not a lot, I don't want to say a lot, I don't want to generalize, but there are a few pastors in churches who grab onto a movie or a TV show that's really popular at the moment, and they just kind of use that as a theme for what they're going through. So I think I saw a Stranger Things series, uh, sermon series, and it didn't look like it was really heavily examining the the TV show at all. It was just kind of like, playing off of the the phrase stranger things mm, yeah borrowing and, the marketing maybe yeah, a little bit yeah. In the, yeah which has always seemed kind of weird to me and, and if they if they don't do that they go one step further and they may like you're like you're mentioning here kind of uh oversimplify the entire thing like i think i heard one sermon one time where uh they were referencing uh i don't remember which harry potter movie although it's probably all eight of them or all seven books however you want to look at that uh but it was basically Harry had to rely on his friends. We need to rely on our body, uh, the body of Christ around us. Yeah, yeah. Just a, a really loose, yeah, uh, kind of a pop theology way to bring the movie into the message. And it's always come off to me as just really shallow and kind of, I hate to say it, but kind of pathetic. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, and I'll admit, like, I, th I think I've done some of that. Like, as I said, in trying to figure out um, how do you do this in a way that both honors the scriptural, you know, reflection you're trying to bring, but also honors what the art is offering to. And it's uh, it's easy to do it in a hollow way, I think. Um, I know from experience and it's much more difficult to kind of um, really get to something that, uh, that honors both at the same time. So how do you think about that now? Do you have a, a framework worked out in your, in your mind that you, you try to approach movies from? You know, it just, it, it goes back to me and, um, the thing Christian writers I work with probably get sick of me saying this to them, but it goes back to that idea of form It's like, okay, I can see the, the, the baseline connection you're making between this show or this album or, you know, and, and this theological reflection, but can you give me a little more detail about how does the movie look or sound or move? Um, what, when it comes to albums, you know, the, the records we talk about, what's specifically about the music beyond the lyrics um, evokes this, um, this theological idea you want to explore. 
so, so I think I try to do that for myself too, is um, really rooted in a detail uh, so that I'm giving some, a firm foundation for the reflection we want to offer. And that's a really cool way of thinking about it too, because it allows um, these movies, which a lot of times just have sort of the same themes over and over again. I mean, like Avatar, right? We know that this is Pocahontas, which sure. dances with wolves. And, you know, th- there's only like seven basic plots that yeah. we have, right? No, and you're so right on. You have to look at those elements if you want to try to go deeper or appreciate the the uniqueness that the filmmakers have put into this movie. That's, those are the things that really make it unique in that situation. Yeah. You're, de- you're dead on about that. And, and for me, those are things that make it fun to, to wrestle with too. So yep. yeah, that, that's really cool. Cause I just don't think, again, I like movies and I like to go, you know, I like to enjoy it, but I still don't think about movies at that level. It's not a natural thing to me. So I, I think this is very helpful to, to get in the minds of us, the listeners and, and myself, especially because now I have a whole, I feel like I have a whole new arsenal. Well, there's, there's sometimes you just kind of like to get, caught up in the story and just enjoy the ride that it takes you on sure and so it takes a lot more work to sit and and think not think critically of the movie but think with a critical mind yeah as you're experiencing the movie and what that's actually taking you through there's the caveat too i would just say is like it's fine to go to a movie and just enjoy it as well you know i mean one one of the functions of film is entertainment and obviously we can be discerning as well in our entertainment choices but yeah i don't want to leave the impression like you know to be a good christian this is how you have to think about movies but (laughs) (laughs) absolutely if, if you really like movies um and you're passionate about them here's just one way to incorporate your faith i guess is the way i i i'd propose yeah like so uh it's funny that our wives criticize us for being too critical (laughs) oftentimes because they're like you people but like aquaman was a great example of that for me because i watched it and even watching it the first time through i was just like this feels so basic is like as far as it's like okay there's about to be another explosion that interrupts this scene you know it just sort of like was that same structure over and over and over again but I had a lot of fun watching that movie. <laughs> like, I, I felt that the, the explosions that interrupted everything were really cheap, but I still had fun with it anyway. So I guess it, it succeeded in doing what it needed to do as far as keeping me entertained. But Yeah, Aquaman, I just, I wish it had been about, I mean, it, it's a goofy movie, don't get me wrong, but I think if it had been about five times goofier or just embraced that goofiness, I probably would have liked it a little bit more. Yes. Or as one um one uh film critic channel that I watched on YouTube had said, if Orn and Aquaman had had the same goal as the Trident for what they were trying to go for, it would have felt a lot more like a coherent movie rather than two different movies running at the same time. Yeah, it does it does have that feel. Yeah. When it comes to daily growth, finding opportunities to grow and become more like Christ in the everyday moments of life. Movies and media play a huge role in our lives. They form us and shape us, even without our knowledge. And so it's important to learn how to interact with them and figure out how we can learn from what God is doing around us. One simple way to do that is through moralizing a story or event. For example, if you watch Toy Story, you may say, the moral of the story is, be a good friend. And that's fine, but I want to challenge you to dig deeper today than just looking for a moral in a movie or TV show. 
Instead, look for what the movie says about who we are as human beings and what it says about the world around us. Look beyond the moral on the surface to understand what values the movie communicates. How do Buzz and Woody become friends? Is hardship necessary for friendship to blossom? Then, dig into scripture and find out what God has said about those issues. This isn't always an easy exercise, but it's valuable, and it helps you begin to think about the world around you in the everyday moments of life. Really, this mindset helps you create a lifestyle of discipleship. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Josh and his work, check out LarsonOnFilm.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Josh gives some great advice for how parents can help their children grow with movies. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to DailyGrowthDiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you.